0: This is the Champions Coffee Podcast on the Vigo Podcast Network. On this show, we take 20 minutes to celebrate the champions behind higher education student support and experience. These are the individuals who are pushing the boundaries and changing student lives on a daily basis, and we get to hear their stories and their visions for the sector. Hello world and welcome to the Champions Coffee podcast where every week we have coffee with an education professional who is out there on the front lines championing students to be all that they can be. I am your host Ben Hallett and I am the co-founder and CEO of Vigo. For those of you who don't know, Vigo is a learner support platform that helps educators connect their students to their mentors, tutors, advisors and counsellors and everything in between. At Vigo, we really believe in celebrating the professionals who make all of these different support services tick, which is why that we are doing this podcast. Now, today, I am very lucky to be joined, am uh, not joined, I'm joining him in his office on campus at the University of Greenwich. We have Chris Shelley, uh, who is the Director of Student and Academic Services. Now, Chris... Um, Chris, he leads a range of services and functions that are crucial to the student experience. Previously, Chris was Director of Student Services at King's College London, where he revitalized health and well-being services and integrated multiple functions to improve the impact on students. Prior to working at King's, he worked at the National Union of Students in a range of roles covering student union development and their roles as charities. Chris is an alumnus of Liverpool Hope University and Chair of, of the Trustee Board at the SUSIE I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Lamper Trust. Lamplew. Lamplu Trust, Lamplu Trust. Chris, welcome, mate. Great, thank, thanks, for, thanks for coming. <laughs> That's all right, thank, this is a beautiful campus and, and the coffee is quite good.
1: Yeah, and the sun's out as well, we, we arranged that for you especially. So, oh, thank uh, you yeah. so much, <laughs> I
0: appreciate that, mate. So look, I know we've got a tight time frame today, I, I, I would love to jump into the questions, but I'd love to kick off with, you know, what are the life experiences that motivated you to enter into the education space or you know, what keeps you motivated to stay here? Well, I,
1: I went to university. You said that as a, an alumnus of Liverpool Hope University, which is, is a, quite a small university in Liverpool. Obviously, you know, everyone's heard of Liverpool around the world yeah. um, and therefore would have heard of the University of Liverpool and quite probably John Moore's university. But Liverpool Hope is the third university in Liverpool. It sits out on the edge of the city. It's, um, a, a, a history goes way back in teaching colleges. It was a women's teaching um, uh, institution um, many, many years ago, 150-odd years ago. Um, and, and it's quite a leafy campus. It's relatively small. Um, and when I went, when I was sort of, you know, finishing my time at school and deciding I wanted to go into higher education, I, w- I was a little bit nervous and I wasn't very confident. And and actually, the idea of leaving home and moving to another, I'm from Sheffield, which is another big city in, in the UK. Um, but, you know, the idea of leaving there and going into another big city in a big university was actually really quite scary. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the Open Day at Liverpool Hope, I just may, immediately felt at home. And uh, one of the things that always stays with me, when we were giving, doing the campus tour, Um, I was being led around by someone and and this guy, he, he couldn't finish a sentence without someone stopping him and going, "Oh, hi, Pete! oh Pete! How you doing? Hi!" People hanging out of windows, oh, "Hi, Pete! what are you going? Yeah. oh you doing a tour? Are right? you yeah, good luck? Oh, hi, everyone!" And I was like, "Wow! Everyone knows everyone here. Yeah. This is a friendly place. This is a campus that, that feels nice." And and um, and yet, when I went to a couple of other open days and bigger places, you know, I got shown around by the student union president in, in one university, and no one knew who she was, you know, because <laughs> it, it was big and it was bustling. And I was like, actually, for me, the the, the thing that's going to get me away from home and get me into higher education and the next step in my life it, it needs to be a, a, a warmer environment a more supportive yeah. environment um it doesn't bother me that it's a, a university no one's ever really heard of or, or whatever it's it's about the feel, you yeah. know and 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 you know so skip forward a few years I graduate I'm a student's union officer for a couple of years and and I guess that really just embedded in me the, the power of higher education that you know you can you can take someone who's not quite sure mm. academically not very good either frankly oh, uh, that's still the case I think um <laughs> And, and, you know, I, I, I graduated a completely, you know, different person, really, in many ways. I was, I was much more confident. The fact that I stood at all in an election for a student union officer position, let alone won it um, twice, um, was because of what I'd done at university. I got involved in the drama society, the musical mm-hmm. society. I worked behind the union bar. You know, I, I did all these things that I just wouldn't have imagined me ever doing when I was 18 and in, in Sheffield. And, mm-hmm. and so that, that kind of power of higher education, yes, to teach you and, and prepare you for a, a career in, in what you want to be but actually just develop you as a person I think it yeah. is huge so um, uh, having having re- decided that a career in acting wasn't for me because that was my, uh, my my chosen profession albeit I wasn't very confident I was also trying to be an actor which you know yeah, is an yeah. interesting uh, uh, contradiction. Um, I, I, it, you know, I got a job in, in the National Union of Students because that was a chance to support students unions to support students and to mm. make change for students and, and create a more positive life for them. And, and then, uh, you know, I, I'm stuck in, in, in this sector now because yeah. I can see every day the power of, of higher education and, and um, yeah. you know, I'm committed to these roles. And that's why I wanted to move into a university, into universities, because, you know, having worked at NUS, you're, you're, you're looking at ways you can influence the experience of 7 million students on a big level with, you know, big issues and tuition fees or, yeah. or you know, rental um, licenses or, or whatever it might be, the things that have a big impact on students. But you don't get to see the impact on them on a day to day basis. You come into a university and you can see okay, there's an initiative we put in place Mm -hmm. and then. In a year's time we'll see the outcome you know yeah. and, and you can literally go and as I do um, you know every year to the graduation ceremonies and, and watch the students cross the yeah. stage and in some cases students who you knew yeah. were this close to dropping out or you know and you know they've just gone through transformational experiences really so yeah, yeah I just find higher education a, a really exciting place to be because of that really
0: ah oh, as you were just saying that I was getting I was getting the, the warm and fuzzies <laughs> 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 I totally agree I, I it's so um there's not many industries where you um Where you can have such wild scale impact, but then also go and shake the hand of someone that you impacted um, that day. You know, Uh, I love it. There's no other place I'd I'd rather be. And and I guess, can you run us through how do you think about the student experience, success, or services space? and how is that currently playing out at the University of Greenwich?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a timely question because we've, uh, at the university, launched a new strategy and sub-strategy, student success sub-strategy just this year, focused on, you know, basically, you know, a, a much more ambitious Set of objectives, you know, driving up our performance in in various you know, uh, graduate outcomes, um, tables and, and satisfaction surveys, etc. Which which is great. That's the big picture stuff. But actually, what that comes down to is improving the day to day experience of students, right? Yeah. Um, so it's really quite exciting at the moment because we're in my directorate, you know, looking at the ways in which we will be contributing towards that strategy and helping achieve those goals. So um, you know, we're thinking all the time about how do you take a uh, um, you know, a, a service, and obviously, right now, you know, make it more accessible, um, uh, you know, deliver it remotely, but also then measure the impact of that. How uh, we, we're looking at the moment to build a, um, a system that will connect our inquiry management and our case management and everything, so that we can really get a picture of a student journey so that yeah. you know on a macro level we can look at data and say okay we've seen this many students use this services and we've seen them graduate with these grades and, and what's the impact etc but also on a micro level we can go down and go ah this student here has come to us three times in the last week and then they've stopped attending their lectures interesting let's make an intervention let's get right down in there so you know it's, it's I think trying to put those two things together—the the, the put the systems with the people—you know, making sure that everything is still human, still personal. Yeah. Uh, we've got services that students can touch and feel and, and see, and and encourage them to actually have those conversations. I think the risk of the pandemic is that you know, a a young generation coming through who are already pretty savvy on, you know, using phones and devices and and digital, but not necessarily in picking up the phone. And, you know, it's still quite scary to walk into a building and talk to a human about whatever it might be, you know, um, have become even more, you know, remote because of, because of lockdowns, yeah. and I think now we really need to work hard to get them out, and say, yeah, okay, you can access our services, and yes, there are some you know tools that will help you and, and, mm-hmm. and et cetera, but th- there's always a human element to that and um, and trying to put that because that's what will fundamentally make a student sit down at the end of their degree and fill in the national student survey and and answer all those questions in a positive light because they will hopefully they'll feel that we know them, we care about them, that they mm-hmm. they were listened to when they had. Uh, you know, problems or, or when they had ideas, when they wanted to give feedback, you know, that they were engaged in their, in their studies, that, that they could, um, you know, make suggestions that were, that were listened to. And I think that, that's what it comes down to for me is the student experience is about making students feel that they are a part of their experience, not just yeah. a recipient of it, and that, they are, that they're heard and that the university cares about them, you know. Mm-hmm. So, if there's any ways that we can do that through through apps, through tools, or through conversations and, yeah. and communications, then uh, we're always always keen to look at that,
0: so. Yeah, interesting sort of a um, couple of, like, conver- converging things. You know, the rise of um, anxiety is the number one um, uh, health issue on, on universities. Like, you know, that wasn't so much the case 10 years ago. It, it rose up and it, w- it became the number one. Then the pandemic happened. now we have this new cohort of students coming through that have, yeah, like you said, been separated from human connection. And but then, you know, on the flip side, um, technology is getting better and better, but you know, we, we need to keep it so that the technology is there to facilitate human <laughs> interaction and you know, how can we make these students feel comfortable coming and having that human interaction? Because I think you know, ultimately it's the humans that they meet at Greenwich or at their institution, that will be the, the thing that they remember that separated their experience from the university down the road. And from the staff point of view, you know, you you are that human who's having that interaction
1: with the student. And if you know you've got a a system or a platform or whatever that you know you press a couple of buttons and and it's recorded your interaction, and and whereas if you're scribbling and you've you've got paperwork and you've got spreadsheets and you and and actually you're stressed about the recording of the interaction, then you're not having that human interaction. So it's it's the the technology and the tools are are hugely important for
0: creating that human experience, and then fading into the background. Exactly. Yeah. All right, I'm conscious of time, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump down a little bit in my questions. So, I guess maybe I'll jump down to my um, as I always say my my favorite um, question. What's a what's a common misconception that you hear within the student experience space, or something that you disagree with? I
1: think. Um, the thing that springs to mind immediately is, is a phrase which I will have uttered myself many times and then have to challenge myself, which is, uh, you know, hard to reach students. We have some hard to reach students or mm-hmm. disengaged students or they're difficult, you know. So you have our engaged students, you yeah, have the ones on campus, they're the ones that really connect to the students' union and we can hear from them. And then there's some that they're just difficult, they're just difficult to get to, you know. And, um, and actually the point is, it's, the onus isn't on the students, you know, to, to, um, to, to find us. We just need to work harder. We just to find different ways. You know, we've got a very diverse student body here at greenwich we've got a lot of students who are commuters you know who are that they live in Southeast London, um, they still stay with their families. They've very much got a, a home and a life before they come to, come to university with us. They might be the first in family and coming to university is a big thing. Yeah. They're not just going to move into halls and, and get involved in every society and, and yeah. turn up to every event that you put on. Um, they're going to come to campus, have their lecture, maybe pop to the library for a bit, then go home again. And they're not going to read every email, and they're not going to read every poster, and they're not going to see all the communication. So <laughs> um, are they harder to reach? Yes, they are, but they, you know that doesn't mean that they are sort of disengaged. Or they, they just have a different relationship with us yeah. and therefore we need to find ways of having a different relationship with them giving them different opportunities to build their networks and feel part of a community yeah. and not not try and force them to stay and say well you know look you know you should be getting involved in these societies well if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you but let's find something different that you can engage yeah. with so that when you know when you do need services and you do need support you know where to get it because We've made that really clear and easy for you to access. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think so, you know we, we can we can sometimes end up focusing on the, the easier to reach students because we think that the uh, you know others are are impossible, and, and that's
0: not that's mm. not true really. Yeah, and I think that um, that comes up when I, I'm seeing it more and more now. Um, students as customers, and which they are, you know. And if it, if we were you know if we were a coffee shop or we were a car dealership, um, you know, it wouldn't be this thing of. Um, Oh, you know, they're hard to reach, so we won't reach them. It's like, no, they're our customers. What do they want? Let's find out what they want, what they need, and let's be that for them. (laughs) um, All right. And we've got a couple minutes left, so I'm going to hit you with uh, who is someone that inspires you in the education space and and why?
1: Uh, Yeah. Obviously, my background coming from students' unions and then the National Union of Students sort of draws me to to look at uh, at our students' union, and I think especially through the pandemic, you know, I mean, I've been a student officer, albeit it was 20 years ago. It's a pretty hard job, and and I've worked with student officers for for 20 years. I know it's a hard job. It's never been harder than during the pandemic, you know. Mm -hmm. Your job is to represent 20,000 students with all their different diverse needs, etc. But you're trying to do that when you're not on campus. You're not meeting them. You're not talking to them. You're not getting a sense of what their experience is. But in this day and age with social media and everything actually you're also working 24 hours you know yeah, yeah. you wake up in the middle of the night and look at your phone and, and students are on you on Instagram or on WhatsApp or yeah. on Twitter or whatever and, and there's an issue and, and they all want different things and and mm-hmm. I think to, to be a, a student officer in this day and age is a really tough thing actually you know student unions provide a lot of support with staff around them um, so you know I think I think looking back on the pandemic especially I'd say you know our sympathical officer team here and and, th- and all those others around the country I think the resilience that these you know, Mostly young people have, have come out of a, a degree where that maybe that's ended in, in strange times because of the, going into lockdown, gone straight into a job, which is a very unique and very difficult job anyway. Um, but doing that in lockdown and all that pressure that comes and all that attention and, and communication from students in a whole range of different ways to, to manage all that. In lockdown and then come back out of lockdown and, and try and do it I mm. think is, is hugely difficult and, uh, and, and you know there's an amazing resilience really to, to, to get through it all so you know I would say I kind of you know try to look locally for, for the kind of campus heroes yeah. if you like rather than someone big out there in, in the sector and I think um, I think yeah the, I've got huge admiration for, for the student officers
0: I love that we uh, this is the first time actually a student union has been called out in this question so yeah. that's uh, that's really special and um Well, with that, mate, I might cut us off there. Um, This has actually been the shortest episode we've ever done, but (laughs) but maybe I I think our listeners will appreciate that. So for everybody that's listening, you know, we've come to the end. Uh, We need to wrap up. Uh, So, Chris, thank you so much for having coffee with me today on this beautiful campus, uh, sharing your stories, your advice, your visions. And for everybody listening, this has been another episode of the Champions Coffee podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to uh, stay updated on next episodes, please either go to LinkedIn, the Vigo LinkedIn, uh, hit follow on that, or just go to your favorite podcast platform and uh, find the Champions Coffee podcast. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, man. Cheers, mate.